We've added a DSP, and then we've... What happened to your eyes? Where am I going? You won't need eyes to see. Welcome back to Pop Culture Purgatory. This is Jeremy. This is Michael Diesel. Okie dokie. Uh, this is uh, a Mike's suggestion. Uh, Mike, do you want to take the lead? Yeah, for sure. This yeah. is a, a movie that I, it's you know I'm a really big fan of Tim Burton, and you know you just say his name and you can already just guess pretty much the entire cast because he always works oh, right. with the same yeah, people yeah. pretty much. But um, it's 1999, Sleepy Hollow, directed by Tim Burton. Constable Ichabod Crane, sent from New York to investigate murder in Sleepy Hollow. How much of your superiors explained to you? Only that the three were slain in open ground, their heads severed from their bodies. Taken by the headless horseman, taken back to hell. He rode a giant black steed to look at him, made your blood run cold. Even today, the western woods is a haunted place where brave men will not venture. We have murders in New York without benefit of ghouls and goblins. You're a long way from New York, Constable. Is everyone in this village enthralled to superstition? We have many things to talk about, even in this backward place. Excuse my manner. I'm not used to. Female company? Murder! The killed again! The assassin is a man of flesh and blood, and I will discover him. Are you so certain of everything? 
Why do you say that? Because you've bewitched me. Seven guy, Andrew Kevin Walker, yeah, which kind of blew my mind. And then uh, Kevin Yeager, I didn't really Kevin know Yeager. about him. That was yeah. that, that one was really strange. I was like, I was like, I went, I went to the IMDb and I was like, Kevin Yeager co-wrote this. He's like, a, he's a special, he's a practical effects guy. I'm like, it makes no sense. And I looked it up on the Wikipedia, and apparently this was kind of like a, a passion project for Kevin Yeager. That's cool. I didn't know about that. He he, I'm a, I'll go to Wiki real fast, but like apparently he was like. The fire just started this whole thing to get moving. Cool. Yeah, it's um, it's one of my it's it's a really creepy. It's one of my more favorite Tim Burton movies. This is and kind of like uh, his most bloodiest, but also like fucking funny. This movie cracks me up all the way through. Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> very it's funny. Like, it's not meant to be like like 100 percent scary. That's why I really like this. And he's really good at adding that in his films in the past and stuff. Yeah, um, I'll just mention this real quick. So this development began on this movie uh, in 1993 at Paramount Pictures, where uh, Kevin Yeager originally set to direct, uh, set, set to direct and uh, Andrew Kevin Walker's script. It's a low-budget slasher film. Oh, <laughs> nice. But disagreements with Paramount resulted in Yeager being remoted, uh, demoted to uh, pr- prosthetic makeup designer, and Burton was hired to direct in June 1988. Filming took place November 1998 to uh, to May 1999. Um, it kind of makes sense because uh, Kevin Yeager got fucked over like a a while back on that uh, this the Hellraiser movie uh, Bloodlines, and that's why uh, he was directing that. Then there was so much problem with the Weinstein's and all that shit. He just quit like middle like oh, mid, mid direction. The fucking Weinstein's. Yeah, and then he um he uh, uh, uh it's one it's one of the rare it's one of those movies directed by. Uh, it's the synonym. I forget what it's called. The the name of that, but they're um, usually when like a director leaves and they hire another director, they usually put oh, like, I mean, just like a directed by somebody. You know oh, I mean? they'll use a pseudonym. Yeah, yeah, pseudonym. I forget. Yeah, I forget gotcha. the name, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, I I, I, I agree with you. Um, this is like I, I mean, was, hell, this movie was a hundred million dollar budget in 1999. That's fucking I, I saw, crazy. I saw seventy, and it made two hundred and seven. I'm on. I'm on. IMDb it says 100 million estimated opening weekend 30 million gross was wow. only 100 million in the US worldwide Ooh. gross was 206 million. Oh, okay, there's some there's some numbers that are here and there jumping all around over here on this. Well, on I think I, IMDb adds in marketing, so I'm sure the film budget oh, was 70 okay. million, but then they spent 30 million marketing. You know what I mean? That makes sense. Yeah, I think about sense. that. That's fucking absurd. <laughs> for a movie like this, you know, with a bunch of heads getting cut off and like bloody roots and and comedy, like really well, funny, Tim like Burton, you, know, you know, he was like at the, you know, this is like when he's riding high, you know what I mean? Even though Mars Attacks was kind of considered a failure, even though I love it now, I didn't like I it when it, I saw yeah. it. Um, it, I was gonna say too, uh, this is like kind of like at the end of an uh, of, kind of like the era? end of what an era for like Tim Burton. Like after this, it's like he doesn't really. He's never really the same after this, in my opinion. Besides, no, I guess maybe Sweeney Todd, maybe. He gets more, yeah, he gets more family-oriented, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, I do. Because, like, right after this, he did, like, fucking Planet of the Apes, which I think was a bomb oh, as well. And, and I think that terrible. was the thing, because, yeah, that was a terrible movie, and it did terribly. And I think yeah. after that, that's why he probably wanted to do a little bit more commercially safe projects, but still with his right. style. I know Big Fish, Big Fish is after that, and that's an incredible film. That's a really great movie. It just it doesn't really feel like a Tim Burton movie. So it, it I mean, elements. to me with the effects and visuals and everything. Yeah. And of course, there are, the there are elements, there are elements to it. Yeah. But I mean, just like, you know, after, after Sleepy Hollow, it's just, it, there's parts here and there, but he's right. never fully Tim Burton-esque ever again, really. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I think maybe the closest that he did get was, you know, Sweeney Todd, yeah. which I still, I still like, I, I don't think Sweeney Todd's a bad movie. I love that movie, but yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah, I do too. But you know, like, you know, everything is kind of more kid oriented. You know, you've got Big Fish. Bride. Plan, after, yeah. So after Plan the Apes, it's Big Fish, Charlie and Chocolate Factory, Corpse Bride. Um, he did a killer's music video. Jesus. Um, oh, wow. Alice in Wonderland, Dark Shadows, which is fucking awful. Yes, it is. Damn, he did another killer's music video. Wow. Frankenweenie, Big Eyes. I forgot about that one. I didn't know that was a Tim It's Burton very, movie. very forgettable. I liked it, though. It's just, like huh. you said, just there's nothing amazing about it. You know what I mean? No. And, and yeah, I can't no. believe Tim Burton directed that. I know. I know. That blows my mind more than anything. Agreed. But yeah, you know, he, you know, then he fuck his most recent movie is Dumbo for Christ's sakes. You know? <laughs> like, so he's he's definitely and you know once he got in with Disney, I don't blame him for just taking those paychecks. Oh, and he's got yeah. Wednesday coming out now, which looks just like fucking Hogwarts meets Adam's Family. I don't know what I'm gonna how how that's gonna turn out. I'm gonna watch it, Isn't it cautiously. Weird? Isn't it weird that like uh, you know it was it was Barry Levinson that directed the first two uh, Adam's Family movies, right? Yes. Um, isn't it weird that he, you know, Barry Levinson did that? It's, it's got a very Tim Burton-esque atmosphere to it and acting. Well, didn't he, wasn't he like a director of photography? Uh, I think Barry Levinson was a director of photography, but he, I don't think Tim Burton had anything to do with those movies. Oh, I, I know. I didn't know if Levinson had worked for Tim Burton. That's why I was oh, curious. Oh, actually, I have no idea. That could that could possibly be very true. He worked for a lot of Because I agree with directors. you. There's definitely a similar vibe and, and eye kind of look to it. You know what I mean? Like a style yeah, I agree. to it. And yeah, now, that, you're absolutely right there, but it's good just, call. And it's just weird that he's now how he's now, now Tim Burton is like directing like eight episodes of the show called Wednesday, which is about the Adams family. Based I, off, which is interesting to me. Like yeah. I'm just kind of like, well, okay, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like yeah, I, I, it makes sense for me to him to do an Adams family project, but I didn't expect it would be a spinoff focused on Wednesday growing up in a fucking Hogwarts like school. I'm like, come on, that like I don't know. To me, about, it's not I for me. It's not for my demographic, but I'm still gonna watch it. Just if not only for Catherine Zeta Jones as Morticia, because I think that's genius casting. Of course, yeah. I, I I didn't know she was in it either. I I had no idea. I don't know anything about the show. Luis Guzman is fucking Gomez. Who? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Which <laughs> I, I kind Luis of Guzman. like. The only reason I, I do too. The reason I like that is because Gomez actually in like the old comic was a fucking idiot. He was kind of, oh, of overweight a little bit. You know, even though I love Raul Julia will always be the best Gomez. I but agree. um John he, was his name John Amos or John Adams, the guy who played the original uh Gomez. I forget, I forget oh his name. man, fuck. something like that though. <laughs> yeah, I can picture his face, but yeah. Um at Briscoe yeah, County, he's in Briscoe County Jr. He's great in that. Yeah, show. yeah, he's yeah, he's great. He's great in that too. Anyway, uh I, I I'm really curious. Tim Burton's career has kind of gone different different direction, but I agree with you. This is definitely his last movie that really I just feel a lot of his just kind of creative fucking juice is still flowing this movie is oh, creepy definitely. funny great awesome visuals yes. great acting the cast is insane and yes. i guess i'll just read i mean everybody probably knows the story of sleepy hollow but i guess i'll just read the synopsis real quick Please. 
Um, Ichabod Crane is sent to Sleepy Hollow to investigate the decapitations of three people, with the culprit being the legendary apparition, the Headless Horseman, which I used to love that old school Disney Ichabod, Ichabod Crane. I think it's fucking oh, yeah, Bing, it's Co- Bing Crosby that does that you know, <laughs> sings and narrates all that yeah. shit. Um, but I, I still love Ichabod say, Crane in like Mr. Toad or whatever. Right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, okay. I still watch those every Halloween. I love them, man. They're fucking uh, great. Apparently, I think it looks great in 4K. That's what I've heard. Yes. Okay. Cool. Um, they're on Disney Plus. I don't know if they're in 4K, but I know they're in like the highest definition that they can be right. put in right now. You know what I mean? Right, right. I got you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's incredible. This movie I love so much. Like, and I'll read off just some of the cast real quickly, and then we'll just jump right in. I mean, you know, Johnny Depp, Christina Ricci, Miranda Richardson, Michael Gambon, Casper fucking Van Dean from <laughs> Star Troopers fame, uh, Jeffrey Jones, the the Kitty Diddler from Ferris Bueller's <laughs> Day Off. Uh, Richard, there's so many Harry Potter cast. Richard Griffin. Always a lot of Harry Potter cast. You've got fucking um, the Emperor himself, Ian McDonald. Ian McDonald, yeah. So great. <laughs> Michael Go, uh, the notary, which I've seen in so many things. Of course, Christopher Walken, who that guy is just genuinely terrifying. Yeah, yeah. And also, I wanted to mention real fast, I looked into Lisa Marie, who plays Lady Crane, Johnny Depp's mom, Ichabod Crane's mom yeah, yeah. in the movie. I didn't realize that her and fucking Tim Burton together were for like 10 years and were yeah, engaged, were basically. Engaged yeah. Yeah, for a while. She was the original inspiration for Sally from Nightmare yep, Before Christmas. You're in my mind. This was exactly what I was saying. Like, like, that makes a lot of mind, sense. blew my mind, dude. I know. <laughs> yeah, like, blew my mind. Like, that makes and a lot of sense. she is a beautiful woman. Holy shit. Every time she's on screen in this movie, it's like, I think her titties are just hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> but, but she is just absolutely mesmerizing. I can see why talk she was his yeah. muse for 10 years. Yeah, makes sense. And she's great as the the like the tall, weird alien lady robot. Oh, in Mars Attacks. Her, her, <laughs> yeah. her suit, her costume was so tight it literally had to yes. be sewed on. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's uh, Catwoman costume. Uh, had to sew it. Yeah, body. right. Tim Tim Burton's all about them skin tight female costumes. I swear it's for me art. I'm not jerking off in the bathroom later. <laughs> and Robert Smith's in the corner furiously jerking off too. <laughs> it's the cure. It's the cure. This movie is great. I I love this movie so much, man. I didn't realize this, but that uh, that Michael Go had had retired, and then Tim Burton asked him to come back for this t- little role. It's weird. I didn't know that either. And he, that, that man lived, he died in 2011. He was 94 years old, man. Holy shit, good yeah. for him. And he, he, he of course, I, I would I would assume most people know him, know Michael Go as uh, Al, uh, Al, oh my God, I just, just, uh, just lost his name. I just had a huge brain fart. Uh, Alfred from Batman, from Tim Burton's Batman. Yes, of Batman course, yeah. and then Forever and all that stuff. But yeah, he's a really, Must he's a really. Doing. Yeah, that's <laughs> doing. <laughs> um. Is it uh, like you were saying before? Uh, the juices, the uh, artistic juices, are flowing, and is so much yes. so that I think the the art direction got an uh, got an Oscar and Academy Award. Yeah, they I won the you... fucking Oscar winner for best art direction set. It was the only nomination for the movie, wow. and it won. That's pretty fucking impressive. <laughs> yeah, that blew my mind too. And I mean, you, you shouldn't. See it. But... This you, this movie at at times you can tell it's shot on a soundstage. But oh, also definitely. just feels like you're actually still within the environment. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the yeah. watchtower sequences, you know, are some of my favorites. Um, they're just so spooky. But you can, t- you know, like with the torches set up, the smoke kind of comes in out of the clouds and extinguishes the fucking torches and shit. Oh, that's and a great scene, the art, dude. The art and the, you know, the, 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 was it sheep or lamb or whatever running by? Mm-hmm. And like, but it's just 
so creepy and you can you know it's on a sound shot then they do that op- that kind of pull out shot on a sound stage sorry and yeah. it just you, it looks like you're actually in the city it's just so well put together yeah it's, it's i love that windmill in the background you know it's obviously like yeah. a homage to like frankenstein right of frankenstein but it looks right. so cool back and frankenweenie <laughs> like, and frankenweenie did you do the short like years and years prior or something like that the original frankenweenie is like a really awesome short i love that movie. yeah it's a, it's on disney plus is it Yes, it is. Oh, I, that's wow. where I watched yeah. it for the first time. <laughs> first time, huh? My, my, yeah. my cousins had the, the VHS of that. We used to watch it all the time. Yeah, when I first heard of Frank and Weenie was whenever the remake came out. And oh, yeah. my brother was like, no, you don't remember the, the original? I was like, no, not at all, man. <laughs> um, there, uh, I love um, the – one of my favorite parts of this movie is when uh, Michael Gambone uh, talks about uh, – who? who? Oh, Gambon, the... yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, Michael, is it Michael Gambon? Michael Gamden. Okay. Like Gamdun. Dumbledore number two. Uh, Dumble two. Um, Dumble two. <laughs> Dumble two. <laughs> um, uh, when he tells a story of the headless horseman. Uh, oh, yeah. Is he a Hessian? So he's a, he's a, a Hessian mercenary sent to fight um, for England in the Revolutionary War. His horse is fucking named Daredevil. And, and nice. like the way they shoot that and, and you know, cut back to the, you know, the flashback sequences. Yes, is yes, fucking getting that, yeah. So creepy. They, what it reminded me of was, uh, was fucking Bram Stoker's Dracula, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. Spot it's on. Really cool. Like all, like all those, like, it looks almost like. The Vlad like, Impeller kind of sequences. Yeah, all that, all that flashbacks of Vlad, Vlad becoming Drac- the Dracula and everything. All that, with, like the puppets and the, uh, the, 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 the magic of the in-camera, in like effects, like practical effects. All this, it, it looks like it's obviously like on a soundstage, like you were saying before, but it's beautiful, <laughs> you know? It gives this like yeah, otherworldly feel it to feels it. feels like, it, yeah, exactly. It's ethereal and it's, but it's, it feels like you're actually in the world, you know what I mean? Even right. though you know it's shot on a fucking soundstage. Yeah, got a great uh, the the um, the uh, um, uh, the op- not the opening opening but the opening in New York that matte painting oh, yeah. is fucking awesome. It looks so uh, cool. Plus, I love the intro and all that. You you are it gives you an introduction to Johnny to Ichabod Crane and how he thinks and you know it's it's so funny. He's like, what are we heathens? And like they bring up the guy and he's like, we called him for burglar. And he said he's like, all right, throw him in. They just throw him in a fucking dungeon. Huge dungeon cage. <laughs> And I, I love when, like, uh, they're like, the one dude to ask, like, the warden, he's like, what should I do with the body? He's like, man, burn it. He's like, okay, yeah. He's like, yeah, super excited yeah, about Yeah, he's, so, he's so happy about this. And I love mean, you got, like, like, Christopher, you got Christopher Lee in the court yeah. scene, you know what I mean? The, 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 you know, the great Dracula of all time. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I, I didn't realize this. I was looking up some, some stuff on Wiki, and uh, apparently uh, uh, Michael Goh and uh, Lee were both in separate uh, Mario Bava movies. And, um, and I was looking up some stuff, some more stuff, and Tim Burton got a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of inspiration from Mario Baba. And you oh. can really tell because uh, I love the way, like, Mario, Mario Baba might be the first that did this, but um, to make that real thick, bright red blood. Yeah. Because they show up on the screen because Mario Baba was, a, was, he was a director, but he's mainly like a cinematographer. And, and that color just pops. Yeah. And like, they, like um, this story, like, this I know this is a this is a classic old story, but the story even kind of reminds you like a, a Mario Bava like mystery, like a giallo. Right. I agree. And I mean you get that that same creepy Italian horror f- feel from it, you know what I mean? I totally I agree. Love yeah. it. And, but I, I I have to I even wrote that on my notes. The fake blood is, is hilarious how obviously fake it is. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. It's great though. It gives you that old classical feel, which fits perfectly for a movie set, you know, the what early eighteen hundreds, I think it is. Yeah. I, I think so. 
I think so. I think it might be the 17s, but I'm not sure. I okay. I didn't write that down. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Closer. Little, little, not too far past the Revolutionary War. I think it's like something like 1743 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that makes sense. Because, I mean, the girls were little and then they're older. So probably like 30 years, probably like early 1800s. Yeah. Okay. Seven, yeah, the Revolutionary War, 1770s. So give or take. There we it's go. So Granted, you die at like 40 in this. So maybe it's only been <laughs> like 15 years back then. <laughs> they just I, look like they're 50 now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, um, there's a couple times where I got confused. Like I thought maybe for some reason, I always thought this took place in London because everybody's, you know, you've got Christopher Lee is the judge. <laughs> the warden is also a, Brit a British actor and you got Johnny Depp doing a British accent and like, Oh, this is not like, well, that's, I, where, this, we're, that's where we're all from. Yeah. I guess, <laughs> yeah. I guess yeah, I didn't really, well, I didn't think about that, but, um, cause there's a scene where, uh, they're in the, when, when, when Johnny, when Jacobot is, uh, pleading with the fucking judge, be like, like, can you please, can we be more sensible to this? We need to understand. We, we have you use to figure out the clues. You can see his face. He's like, what the fuck did you just say me, like, little bitch? <laughs> like, like, Ichabod is fighting for forensic science. You know, it's just like, it's insane. But like, he's, yeah, he's to the first Gil Grissom in CSI. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, the back the back of uh, uh, Christopher Lee's uh, seat, there's two, like, uh, uh, the uh, United States flags. I'm like, oh, so there are in, okay, okay, so there are the United States. It's, it's not England. Okay. But I was confused. Yeah, for, well, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, we're just all from England. Yeah, I, I got you. I got you. Um, all right, P. You, uh, you, you read that Johnny Depp? Uh, he, he, uh, uh, he bought that horse that he rides yeah, in the movie. Yeah, gunpowder. I down. thought that was awesome. They were going to put, like, what the fuck? Horse gets to be in a movie. What are we going to do after this? Oh, we'll fucking kill it, man. <laughs> I think it was what old, the... right? It was about like, yeah. retired. I never retire, man. I mean, as wow, far as I know, they did, I, I didn't really read any kind of an explanation. It just in the IMD, IMDb trivia just says Johnny Depp adopted his horse Gunpowder when he found out it was going to be put down. It's like, yeah. what the fuck? Okay. It's like, okay. <laughs> Jeez, guys. Like, he just fuck. He was a workhorse for you in this movie, damn it. <laughs> it is hilarious. <laughs> this when Johnny Depp first gets him, he's like, no, no, Gunpowder, other way, other way. And the horse just keeps just going. It's like, nah, fuck you, homie. Yeah, there's a there's a uh, take a take a take a shot or take a swig of beer every time like Johnny Depp faints and wakes up real fast. It's like a lot, of this <laughs> right? Movie. Like Dude, whoa. And, and another thing I have to mention, which I also read in the trip because I, I always thought this. I think Christina Ritchie is one of the most beautiful women on the planet ever. Drop dead gorgeous, and they have zero fucking chemistry in this movie. It's like yeah, none. every time she's like, oh, this and then maybe. I had a mind to give you my heart once. It's like so just uninspired. <laughs> well, apparently because he met her whenever she was like nine years oh, old. Oh, yeah, I read this too. On the He's set like, of another movie. Which, so it's like it's weird. Yeah, yeah. Yes, homo, holy shit. I forgot about that one too before yeah. I read that trivia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like it just goes to show how, you know, you just don't think about that in Hollywood. He's noticed since he was nine and now I've got to like make out with this girl. I've seen, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, just, like, like, like I can understand like, it being so strange. I think Joe told me she's like 19 in this movie. Like, um, there's, the, I guess you read that same piece though. Like Johnny Depp was like, Johnny Depp found it odd that he was supposed to have this sort of like, uh, sort of chemical sort of romance sort of with this with uh, Richie because he he met her the first time back in 1990 she, on the set of yeah, Mermaids. Like, 18, yeah, it's pretty she weird. She was 18 when they filmed this, and he had oh, okay. known her for nine years already at that point, <laughs> and she just comes of age, and now Yikes. he's, well, you know Yikes. what I mean, like. Like yeah, 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 
and now, now he's got to do all these like yeah, I could see that being just right. unbelievably fucking. Well, it's the seventeen hundreds, and so you I can guess feel it. <laughs> true. And and she even says that is like there's not a family in town that isn't related by blood or marriage here, which is, <laughs> this is the truth. Very true. Incest yes. reigns supreme because of necessity. <laughs> <laughs> the way well, she goes, bubs. You know, God bless uh, uh, Kevin Yeager, man. The man created uh, Chucky. You know, he he figured that he, yeah, he absolutely um, brought it to life. You know, he did the Demon Knight, the great Demon Knight, Tales from the Crypt movie. Um, did a lot of awesome, great practical effects guy, and he does some real fucking awesome practical effects in this movie. Yes. Oh man, the, the kills in this movie are incredible. Like I, 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 I even to make my notes, I was like, "Oh, that's the coolest kill." A little bit later, okay, no, but actually, that's the coolest kill. Of third, I was like, "All right, that might be the coolest <laughs> kill." Like they're just all incredibly badass. Yeah, my, one of my favorite ones is when uh, uh, he cuts off. Uh, uh, I believe it's Uncle Vernon's head. Um, Dursley, yeah, and it, and spins, it just fucking spins around. And it goes down, and lands in Johnny Depp's crotch, and then the horseman comes up and like plucks it like a fucking olive, and it takes it with him oh. back to his fucking dimension tree. Which we've got to talk about the the tree of evil, which is awesome. Oh, the tree, the tree of the dead, I think is what they call this. And holy dead, yeah. fuck, man, yeah, it's fuck amazing. That. And uh, I was, I thought all I could think about Mike um, uh, when he when uh, when uh, Depp is cutting the fucking roots, just thinking about sepulture of whose funny roots, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know, right? <laughs> That's a cool scene. It's so, like, that dimension yeah. of like heads and the hell, and then like his body is up top, and then like whenever he's called, like the roots take his skeleton down and shit, and like he comes out of the fucking the womb of the tree. It's fucking awesome. Oh, yeah, it's it's like, metal. It's, it's either the tree is birthing him or shitting him out. It's one of the. It's one yeah, of the I, two. I got the same thing. It looks kind of like birth. It's weird. Yeah. I don't know. It's strange. Uh, but it's a whole awesome, weird, like like you were saying before, it's amazing funny. It's, it's designed to be like a portal. Even Johnny Depp kind of says that. And man, yeah. the design of it literally shapes like for me, like even when you see like the buildings inside, the way that like branches and shit run upside the buildings and everywhere, it looks kind of similar to that tree structure. It really kind of yeah. defines the overall overall art direction, you know? I yeah. love it. It's cool. It's like a really awesome idea and it works yeah. really well. And I and I think the background of the uh, of the the headless horseman works really well too. I didn't do a lot of research on the the legend of the headless horseman. Apparently, there's okay. like a couple of them. So the one that Washington Irving was likely inspired by, there there was a Hessian who was involved um, in the Revolutionary War okay. that was known for just his brutality. Right. And but but this yeah but like you said the story of the headless horseman goes back centuries like yeah, hundreds yeah. and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years prior and this is kind of his telling of it and he used the hessian because that's based on his experience with the revolutionary war and all of that at the time right and i love that i mean i, I wish i would have dug a little bit more like this read a couple of stories you know different versions but um yeah you well, guys so in the short story in the short story he loot the the headless horseman loses his head by a cannon blast <laughs> oh yeah i did read that yeah okay <laughs> i was like that's fucking hilarious Damn, that would hurt. <laughs> yeah no shit well i mean maybe not like what would you oh, even right, feel you're right. <laughs> yeah, you're right, you're it's right. like oh i'm just here and then <laughs> Ooh, like, you lose, like, so. that, like losing your legs from fucking cannonball, cannonball rolls and shit this legs but there you go your legs Crazy. man you're fucking done they go <laughs> uh, but I, I love the idea of um uh and i wonder if Ke I, wonder, I wonder if kevin walker i forget his last name the uh, dude who wrote seven but um i wonder if he came up with the idea of like Taking the skull and basically using it, like, and then her, then like, I don't want to get, I don't want to ruin this for anybody who hasn't seen it because Joe has never seen this. So there's a mystery in the movie. I, you could probably figure it out, it, but it's really good and fun. But it's, um, you know, in hindsight, it 
it's pretty obvious. But when yes, I first it saw is. it, I was like, oh, wow, I kind of didn't see that coming. Same here, man. Same but, you know, here. I saw this when I was 14 in theaters. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's awesome, killer. Uh, but I love the idea of the the bad guy in here. Uh, basically takes the skull and, and uh, uh, sells her soul to Satan. And, oh, yeah. Uh, for vengeance uh, for a different person in the movie, but I love that. Well, it's, it's vengeance for her family and hers, you know, perceived slight. Right, I, I agree. They I, lost I, their property and everything. Of course, yeah. of course. Um, and, and all the respect and all the time that they paid and helped you know, on that farm, and then to just get kicked out immediately. And yeah. so she's very pissed off. Uh, but um, but yeah, this using the skull and using the, and selling the soul to Satan and using the headless horseman to basically do her will, her bidding, and all that stuff. It's really fucking cool and fun. Yeah. Oh, I, absolutely, and and that feels like a very. Whenever I realized that he wrote this, I was like, yeah, this this feels very seventy, and some of it's just like brutality for a movie that has right. some great comical moments, and it's very fuck like the family getting slayed, and that's all that, like it's that's it, like pretty brutal. brutal. That's I remember that from the trailer of the shadows dancing around. I remember seeing that in the trailer when I first saw it, when I first learned this movie yeah. was coming out. It was just like, what the fuck, man? I remember that being creepy then. I want to say this real fast while I found it. Washington was so Irving. That happened. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. So I mean, upset. yeah, it wouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I want to say this. Washington Irving claimed that Ichabod Crane and Katrina Van Tassel were real people. Ichabod hmm. Crane was based on Colonel Ichabod Bennett Crane, who was born in 1787 and fought in the War of 1812. Washington Irving and Colonel Ichabod Crane had met in 1814 at Fort Pike, located in Lake Ontario in Sackett's Harbor, New York. Hmm. So there you go. Early okay. 1800s. Fucking A. Yeah. Good on you, man. High five. <laughs> I, I'm guessing. <laughs> I'm just happy. Uh, <laughs> right. And um, I do, I, before we, I love, what another thing I want to say is, I love the the references back to the old cartoon in this movie. They do, like, a great job of that. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, the scene where Ichabod Crane crosses the bridge, and here's the frogs uh, echoing his name, Ichabod. Ichabod is like, oh, fuck, that's what the cartoon. I'm glad that Burton <laughs> tied all that in as well. Probably it's what helped him get in that Disney money, too, a lot oh, sooner. Oh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize this. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Andrew Kevin Walker. Uh, he, his first thing he ever wrote was for Tales from the Crypt, but also his first movie he wrote was Brain Scan. Remember oh, that movie? Shit, wow, yeah, I do. And then he did Hideaway with uh, Goldblum, which I kind of like that movie a lot. Dean Koontz's book. Man, but I forgot about it. I'll have to rewatch that. It's been so I'd long. Like to, I'd, I'd like to rewatch it with you and to cover it, because I remember there's some pretty, like, crazy, like, lawnmower man CGI in it at some point. Man, dude, so. it's been so long. That was one of those ones I think I watched, like, when my parents had HBO way back in the day, and I just don't <laughs> fucking remember it that well. Jeremy, Jeremy Sisto is a serial killer in there. Remember Holy that. shit! Yeah, that is kind of that's ringing up. That's ringing some bells. Ringing some bells. <laughs> and he, he also wrote um, he wrote uh, eight millimeter before this before he did wrote Sleepy Hollow. Uh, and then he did. I knew uh, that. I knew that when I looked into trivia for eight millimeter one day. I was like, what the fuck, <laughs> man? God, that movie's fucked up. And he wrote and he wrote the Wolfman at the remake, which is pretty bad. But um, it's was a, so terrible. There's a movie he wrote. <laughs> He wrote uh, this brand new. I, I don't sure if it's come out yet, but uh, watch, check out the trailer for it. It looks really good. Called Windfall. Looks okay, pretty I've, I've amazing. It, I've, I've seen that trailer. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely intrigued by it. Yeah, like this. Like a man breaks into a, a tech billionaire's empty vacation home, but things go sideways when the arrogant mogul and his wife arrive for a last minute getaway. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, a very straightforward kind of plot. Like I'm, I'm yeah. down for it. So back, or sorry, so back. This like this, uh, yeah. this fascinating stuff. The guy, you know, wrote, wrote some movies that I've really, really, really dig. But um, let's see what else I got here. 
Oh, I'm sorry. So I've been doing a lot recently, uh, lately, uh, during my working hours, just, uh, not really watching, but mostly just listening to, um, like the FBI files, um, American justice, <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. And it's, uh, um, and they're mostly, they're mainly about, uh, dudes husbands killing their wives for their their the life insurance or the other uh other way around and <laughs> in, my, in my head i'm like, like man it's all about the fucking money man like and that's so what everything about. always comes down to always it's about, like i tell man. people like whenever they, they ask political whatever conspiracy whatever kind of question it is i'm like follow the money because no matter what yep. that's always what it's always about and it's once again sure enough, yeah, once again here it is all about the fucking and, money again. And uh, but I do like it because like I remember the first time I saw this, I was kind of confused by the plot. They I was too, dude. unfurl all of that information really fucking quickly. They and there's do, a lot of then... mentions of characters' intentions very briefly and kind of you know, it's like whenever you right. first introduce and I'm spoiler, spoiler, spoiler in case this gives anything away. I'm not trying to ruin anything, but when you're first introduced to Christina Ricci when or second time when she's reading in the library and Johnny Depp comes and asks her and she's like, Oh no, my mother died when I was young and now the handmaid that took care of her is now the wife. Like she just says that real fast. I'm like, fast, okay, yeah. that's a red flag. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a red flag. that's a Michael Deason red flag right there. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is the, okay. And like, I don't remember <laughs> that at all as a kid, you know, like, you know, watch this in 19 and even watching it since, even though I know what the twist is, yeah, I didn't really notice it until today. And, and there's that's... other, there's really great foreshadowing techniques old school techniques in this movie all throughout, which I really, of really course. like. And it's funny that it's funny you said that. Cause I was about to say the exact same fucking thing. <laughs> I, see this movie, I see this movie a lot of times. And I think it's the first time I ever really truly paid attention to it is when I watched it this time. Yes. <laughs> Cause you know, it, it, because there's so many visuals to easily get lost by. Oh, totally. And at the end of the day, you can kind of gloss over the, all of the oh, major yeah. details and still get to the conclusion that this movie comes to. You know what I mean? Oh, definitely, 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 man. But um, I have to mention one of my favorite scenes is the fucking Brom fight sequence with oh, Casper yeah, with, Van Dien. We gotta mention we gotta mention fucking Ray Park, right? In the in the head the headless head, yes, uh, Ray Parker, suit, fucking right? Darth Maul himself. The right, dude. Yeah, it's him. Yeah, it's yeah, the, him. the king with the Toad. crown of thorns, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. embedded in his fucking head. <laughs> yeah, I but love. No, I, mean, I, 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 dude, he's so great. Such a kick ass. He's all he's doing all those sword swinging, axe swinging things all the time. <laughs> I know, right? Just kind of show it off because because I can, bitch. You know, it, what I mean? it's great. Like it's it's awesome. Like like even though he has no head, he gives that character such a fucking true personality. personality. Like, oh yeah, man. It's it, it's literally like Christopher. Like he figured out Walken's mannerisms that he did as in character, amplified that by a thousand. You know, but like it's just like right. with Walken's head cut off. It's still that character. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. The Hessian fucking murder and everyone yeah. around him. Sharpened his but teeth down that. and shit. Oh, dude, yeah, he filed them down to points. Oh, my God. God. It, but that fight sequence with Braun is great, too. It also gives, you know, it's a plot kind of, it pushes the plot forward with you realizing that he's being controlled by something. Because it, it's so funny. Right. Fucking Braun, like, he should have just left that shit alone, you know? It's like, yeah. I even wrote in my notes, like, Braun gave the effort of two men until he became exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think Depp, I think, well... You know, Ichabod says it perfect. He's like, we cannot win this. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, he's trying to pull him off. He's like, this is pointless. And then Ichabod gets stabbed, and Brom's like, all right, fuck it. <laughs> and yeah. Doesn't work out well. <laughs> no. <laughs> and, and, and this is so many more facets about this movie. There's just oh. great kill scene after great kill scene it after great kill scene. But it's, yeah. 
I think my favorite kill scene, dude, is that uh, the scene where the mom gets her head cut off and her fucking head rolls and like she oh, stares the grades the kids' kid, eyeballs. Uh, that's what I said. <laughs> that that is the best one because it's the most brutal. And that fight scene is the dad fucking tries, man. He does his best. Yeah, he's with trying, the fucking man. fire poker. You uh, know, and, and what you find out is, you know, and this is not spoiling you anything. Bust you with cooling, man. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah. The horseman is being manipulated by an outside force. And so he's going after people that he is. Oops, excuse me, set to go after, basically. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and, like, that sequence when he goes in, the dad tries to fight him off. The mom desperately hides the kid underneath. Those creepy shadows are just dancing around the room right. the whole time from the from right. the kid's yeah. toy lantern or whatever the fuck it is. That yeah. sequence is just fucking amazing. It's one of my favorite in the whole, whole it's some, uh, it's movie. It's some, really uh, uh, some really good Elfman score, too, man. Well, once again, yeah. I, I, I used to kind of... I, I think Elfman is a great composer strictly for tim burton movies you know what i mean like he is the uh, perfect composer for <laughs> tim burton movies <laughs> i have to do some research but i remember it's like i remember the the, the the first time i was like like i had my first like what the fuck is uh elfman doing was when i went and saw the kingdom in the theater and like said scored by uh Danny elfman I'm like what? what the fuck wait, are you wait, talking about movie? Like, remember the kingdom with jamie fox oh wow he did that score he, he did a score for that i'm like where was it <laughs> like i don't <laughs> hear it anywhere the fuck yeah, yeah it's just that's I what i'm saying it, he's i i'm not a really fan of it like i had no idea he did that but i love the kingdom i think that's a good movie but i had no, me no too, I love I, the kingdom, yeah. yeah i had no idea that he did that but he's his scores are always perfect he he's got the perfect haunting sound for tim burton's style and and just whole visceral appeal you know what i mean and aesthetic oh, I, to- I totally agree i was trying which kind of blows my mind yeah i know i mean Boingo, boingo, who knew? Yeah, and I like him. I like his music like regularly too. But Me like, too. Um, yeah, it's, he's hit or miss, man. I don't know. I don't remember. Well, see, I don't remember this. Oh, I do remember the score from uh, Mars Attack. Like, it's awesome. But the score oh, from Edward like Hands, the score from that is fucking amazing. I love the score in that yeah. movie. Yeah, First two Batman movies are fucking great. Oh, Beetlejuice. The Batman scores are killer, man. Those two yeah, Batman dude, scores. I mean, that guy, like, like it, and it fits it. And he's got the perfect theme for it. It's a great Batman theme. You know what I mean? Well, uh, it's such a great job. What's it? Um, it's just, there's some stuff in here he has, he's done. I didn't even realize it. But uh, he did the mission. The uh, mission. Uh, Men in Black score is really good. I like that one a lot. I didn't know he did that. Right on. He did it. I just And I'm once just again, Barry Levinson, another Tim Burton, Barry Levinson there somewhat connection right there. But like, he did the score for like Red Dragon. I don't remember that. The Hulk I, I just Hulk. recently re I recently rewatched it and it's actually a really good score in, in Red Dragon. I just didn't realize he's the one who did it. Okay. He did I know you don't for... like that movie that much, but I would say give it a rewatch and just try to gloss over Edward fucking Norton. <laughs> it would have oh. been so much better without him direct or acting. Whoa, dude, this blows my mind. Yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. This blows my mind. Did the score for Dolores Claiborne? Did the movie did the oh, score wow. for To Die For with Nick, uh Nicole Kidman, which is a really good movie we should, oh, yeah, should talk about that. soon? And he did score for Dead Presidents. Wow! No shit. Yeah. Oh, he's the Mission Impossible, the first Mission Impossible movie score. Didn't know that. Huh. That's cool. Flubber. Wow. Goodwill Hunting. Hmm. Civil action. Flubber. Holy fuck! I forgot about that movie entirely. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. Sorry to bring it back up. I'm, I'm pretty sure we <laughs> saw that in theater. I saw that in theaters as well. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I did too, man. That's funny. Wanted. I don't remember that at all. Anyways, whatever. Sorry, I got a tangent there. But yeah, I, I like his score in here a lot. It's very cool, like foreboding. He uses those like real deep horns, which are he's known it's for. Very, very, very creepy and haunting, and it yeah. just fits the overall visceral aesthetic and appeal. Man, it, it's just he he does Tim Burton 
movies great justice with his scores. You know what I, I mean? I agree. Really, it adds to them so much. It, uh, and especially to this movie, because like literally people, people, uh, people out there listening, that, like there's like no sun at all in this movie. The movie's completely yeah. dark the entire time. Like you, you, it, it's it's actually kind of cool. You can play. Um, you, yeah, even you don't, in daytime, you never it's know like what, fogged out so much. <laughs> you can't really. Right, it's always night. It's almost this morning. I don't know. Yeah, that's the fun part. Like, like you can kind of go with Ichabod and like, like I'm basically losing my mind. Like, could become delusional here. Like, this like never. Everything looks exactly the same. The woods are like a fucking maze, and it's just it's fucking crazy. It's really right. it's really well done in that way. I wanted to mention, I really love the scene where they go meet the witch. It's really cool. Oh, dude, but, I. That that sequence is so well shot, so spooky. I like how Johnny Depp. Uh, we also haven't mentioned the great young Maspeth in this movie. This oh, kid he's is awesome. excellent. This kid is excellent. Poor guy. His dad. He watches his dad get killed. His dad's one of the watchmen at the watchtower. His mom is already dead, and he's trying to to work with Johnny Depp. You know, as a blood oath. You know, I have to avenge my father. And this kid yeah. just kills it through the whole movie. He's fucking great. He's awesome. Yeah, he's really, really the act. The actor is really awesome. Great, great character. Um, he works really well, and he's got he's got a nice ending too. You know, I, I'm glad he's where he's at at the ending of the, of the movie. Yes, I I forgot that that kind of happy ending ha- happened until I rewatched it today. I was like, okay, Me too. that's cool. Me too. Been so long, but yes, that witch sequence is so great. They come in; it's, it's awesome. a spooky, um, cave like dwelling kind of home yeah. out in the woods. Yeah, and then the whole it. yeah, it's it's great. One of my cutting off the bad head and like. Snorting the like chaining herself up so she, she can't reach his neck and you know like basically like uh, inhaling like all this weird shit like rat uh, bat's blood and fucking weeds and shit and this like and she got this the crazy, crazy fucking face thing monster yeah. thing yeah <laughs> like but, uh, yeah it's really, it's really cool. shit. there's yeah, an unfortunate CGI thing but whatever it's, it's still awesome yeah it's um, it's not that bad but it's no it's nineteen ninety nine good it's just two thousand twenty two yeah. <laughs> bad. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, I mean, you have anything else to throw in here, Mike? Um, you know, I just, I did want to say that actually Casper Van Dien actually has relatives to the Van Tassel original family, <laughs> which I thought was pretty <laughs> fucking interesting, him playing from Van Tassel. He actually has a relation to them in real life. <laughs> that is crazy. crazy. That is absolutely crazy. Yeah. And he's actually pretty good in the movie too. No, he's so. great. This is probably, this and Starship Troopers are his best roles. <laughs> what he's got, man. That's what he's got. And, uh, yeah. And, and I just want to say that this is one of my all time favorites movies i love this movie so much tim burton knocks it out of the park kind of yeah. wish he would go back to more stuff like this but me know, too we shall see i mean right now it's so weird right now on his imdb it's wednesday beetlejuice 2 is at the top I know. and i'm like really like we're still doing this and apparently i read it weirdly enough mike i went I, um i just I just checked joe blow uh right after like around this like about 20 minutes after i read that article uh well not the article i read that that Thing on imdb and apparently he was at some uh uh some movie convention thing or whatever and they asked him about beetlejuice too and he's like uh we're just coming up with ideas it's a very early process right now that's like all he yeah, said they're still i know they're um, still supposedly working on it so we'll see apparently this blows my mind but he's talking about trying to trying to get winona Ryder, trying to get yep. Alec baldwin of all and people trying to get Gina davis uh, Michael Keaton and uh, and uh, Gina Davis, all and uh, Catherine O'Hara too, and like they have no Jeffrey Jones <laughs> at all. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, but, but Keaton's also come out. And, I read the, the article that Keaton said this is the only sequel he's um, interested in doing. 
Well, so, Keaton also filmed his Batman roles in the the Catwoman movie that got canceled. Like, there's footage of him in the, the Batgirl movie. Batgirl, yeah. sorry, yeah. yeah. There's footage of him in the suit fighting awesome. and shit. I know, awesome dude. <laughs> and they just they just fucking they're gonna just break our hearts and never show that. Hopefully, we'll get to see him in the Flash movie if that ever comes out. Yeah, Ezra Miller's a fucking psychopath. So yeah, psychopath. Yeah, gotta tape tape that motherfucker to a chair, man. Lock him in, like sh- shut him up. I don't even as care. Just release it digitally. That like just you know, even if it doesn't get a theater release, I just want to see. I just want to see Michael Keaton as I'm so fucking selfish, and I'm okay in admitting this in this one instance. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm totally, I'm totally with you, man. That's that's the only reason I decided to watch either of these things is to see Michael Keaton as Batman again. He did it twice, and now one's already taken away, which I'm not sure we'll ever see that ever. And the other one is up in the air, and I'm just like, man, this has got to happen, please. Yeah, yeah, because there's no big campaign for the the Batgirl movie to come out like there was for the Snyder you right. know, cut or whatever. And all it that could shit, happen. So. Actually, it could happen. I don't Maybe. Know. Yeah. We'll see down the road for sure. That didn't happen until years later. So we'll yeah. see. Could be the same, but um, yeah, this is a fantastic movie. It's, I agree with Mike. It's not only one of my favorite movies, but it's definitely up the, in the top top for Tim Burton movies too. Yeah. And it's got a great atmosphere. It's got great acting. It's got a great, a really fun uh, story and lots of fun decapitations man it was a blast yeah. watch. It, it, just, that off. just for the the direction and art design alone it's just it's a beautiful movie and such a Great. scary haunting kind of environment yeah i totally agree well all right well everybody happy halloween Woo! hope you guys are doing good out there i like um, how we and, didn't say it at the beginning but we got it at the end happy halloween i, I just thought about it <laughs> <laughs> i just thought about it Me too. Did, I, i'm gonna have to start writing that on each page before i do the notes first <laughs> and fucking bright time. letters at the top <laughs> fat a fat fatty fucking sharpie marker man huge bubble letters fucking happy <laughs> oh, God. i'm glad i caught it. my brain clicked in and i was like oh shit. good call once again that's why you're king yeah i try i try <laughs> Um, so you guys take it easy out there. Don't be a piece of shit. We'll Don't talk be a to you guys dick. soon. Later. Peace. Now gather round while I lose a day on what goes on when it gets late. Along about midnight, the ghosts and banshees get together for a jamboree. There's ghosts with horns and saucer eyes. Some have fangs about this size. Some short and fat, some tall and thin. And some don't even bother to wear their skin. I'm telling you, brother, it's a fearful sight just to see what goes on.